Hello, and welcome to our first episode in the micro-series called Women of Grace for the relaunch of the To Be Praised podcast. This series is an open space for women to dive into the topic grace upon grace in their alone time or even with other women, to discover, to marvel at, and to savor the abundant grace given to us by God through his son, Jesus. I've always been strong, chapter 1, verse 16, that says, For his fullness we have all received grace and grace upon grace. And that's the New American Standard Version. So not only have we received an element or a portion of grace, we receive grace upon grace, which is excessive and abundant. So today, I wanted to kick off our series with a woman I think so highly of, a woman who has been a steady source of encouragement for me in the five years that God has called me to lead this ministry. I'd like to in- introduce you to Sister Riberia Jones from Hartford, Connecticut. She is the first lady and a fabulous one at that of the Southwest Church of Christ. Wow, what high praise, uh, Erica. (laughs) I am humbled. Thankful to be here with you today and to be the first one. Wow, I'm really humbled. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so thankful you agreed to do this. Um, I had thought about it for the past couple of months, actually, and I was praying about it. I'm like, Lord, please just let her say yes. And I'm just excited that you're here. And I hope this is a great conversation that blesses all of our listeners. I'm sure it will be. Awesome. So let's get right into it. Um, Of course, I wrote a blog about this a couple of, well, last week, actually. And um, when I had researched the number five, as I often do, I like to know what things mean. And the number five in biblical numerology meant the favor of God and the grace of God. And Mm. that was just so profound. I'm like, wow, how fitting for five years because I haven't done this perfectly. And I really feel like I've experienced so much grace as I've learned to lean in on God and do things that may have made me uncomfortable, connect with women outside of my immediate uh, congregation. And, you know, and you make mistakes, you stumble, you, you make Every effort to move forward and to focus forward in God's grace is truly always there. Amen. Um, And so I thought about today's topic, really honing in on the concept of free grace, because as I've met with women from various spaces, it's been very striking to me how many women in the midst of the conversation talk about needing to do more for God in his favor. And I can't lie. I've been caught in that cycle of performing my Christianity, but in the past, I say two years, God has really pruned that out of my heart. And I've realized that it's not about how well we perform. It's about how well we obey. Amen. Yeah. And and it's incredible. So let's just get into that. I would like to start with this quote that I found, which is um, grace isn't grace unless it's free. And so Mm -hmm. I think this quote often and I wonder if you can give one or two examples of how you have experienced free grace. Wow. Free grace. Uh, You first of all, God's grace is just 
one of the most uh, wonderful gifts that we've ever experienced in our lives to have God's grace. Um, and um, as you said, we cannot earn it. There's no way for us to possibly ever be able to earn God's grace. Um, so the mere fact that we're receiving it shows the love that God has for us. And um, for me in my walk and in my life, I've received grace in so many aspects of my life, Erica. Wow. Uh, one of the uh, first ones would be my health. Um, and having a health condition and uh, uh, that is stricken me like with a disability to some degree. And um, but the grace that God has given me to be able to deal with the situation, um, how I am able to um, function in the world because of God's grace and mercy, um, because we, you know, it's like, well, if you're stricken with something, it's like, well, God, why me? And, you know, God said, well, why not you? Why can't it be you? And um, and understanding that with God's grace, yours is sufficient. Whatever it is that you're dealing with, and whatever trial or tribulation that you have in this world, is because God wants to draw us closer to Him. And if we look at our trials and our tribulations as opportunities to um, have a better, closer relationship with God, I think that right there is just a, a blessing. And um, so having his grace um, form me, you know, develop me into the woman that I am today, because without it, I could not be sitting here talking to you. Um, so the health thing was one of those big things uh, to try, try to overcome and to battle because it wasn't anything that I thought that I should have to be dealing with. But. You know, once again, well, why not? This was a condition called a trigeminal neuralgia that I was um, diagnosed with over me 20 years ago. And it kind of leaves you debilitating in regards to um, talking and eating and that kind of a thing. They call it the suicide condition. So here I was. Um, I was in my mid to late 30s. Uh, with a husband and two children and I have this thing called trigeminal neuralgia and I'm like what do I do with this and how do I function and how do I you know live um, and work um, but God throughout all of um, the challenges that I had with the condition and brain surgery and different things like that God's grace has been there by my side every step of the way through um, my husband, my children, uh, church members, just being there to assist and to help and to love one me during those times um, was just monumental for me. So once again, God's grace and his mercy he brings you through. And um, the other way, you know, that's more of a, a way for the health concern that I had. But the other way was through my flaws, um, you know. Being a Christian and, and, and come and being added to the body, um, dealing with one's flaws can be difficult because you have to be transparent and showing that you do have flaws and, um, and that others have flaws. And that when we recognize our own flaws and see the flaws in ourselves, we can also uh, be more graceful to others because God looks at our flaws and he says, okay, there's something that we can do with this. We can work with, he can work with us in our flaws and our flawed state. Mm 
And um, in the same thing with us as Christians and as women, we have different things that happen in our lives and um, search, search circumstances and situations that occur. But God is there with his grace and his mercy to bring us through. So our flaws are one of the things that um, we have to just be vulnerable with and to know that um, they don't make us any um less of a person because we have flaws. If anything, what our flaws do is they draw us closer to the father. That is so, so good. (laughs) Um, So many things you just said are so profound to me, Um, but I'll start backwards before I get to the top point. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that our flaws are, so valuable to us because they keep us grounded and they keep Mm -hmm. us in constant, constant need of God himself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, there's so many things in my life. I know I don't know yet, but one of the things I'm thankful I know at this stage is that, that I need my flaws to remind me that I am no different nor no better than any other woman that God calls me to serve. Amen. And that's the the grace that becomes a cycle where we give it and receive it, you know, and that's so connected to what you were saying about your your daughters and your husband being able to support you in a moment of physical weakness. And I'm sure there's so many other instances where you've been supportive of them. So I'm just really glad you touched on those, those two points. Yeah. Cause that, you know, the thing is with the flaws, we as women, um, I know for myself, um, you know, you come up in uh, the whole thing about the strong woman and we black women, we're strong, we're invincible and all this good stuff. And we are. And these are all good things. But the other reality of it is it's OK to be vulnerable. It is OK to be transparent. And it is OK that we have flaws because we're not perfect people. We are supposed to um, to develop a Christ like mentality. We are supposed to develop humble characteristics to, to develop a character of, of humility, if you will. And um, so our flaws help us to do that. And so if we run from our flaws as if there's something that um, is uh, detrimental to us instead of them being something that is going to aid us and develop us in our growth and in our journey to the father um, is, is the way that we should look at it. So changing our perspective about our flaws is a, another way to just really um, enact, activate them to be something that's going to benefit us. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And I'm going to have to listen to this again and quote you specifically um, so that I can like tag that when I post it, because that's really, really true. And my prayer is that more women can a model that, but then be adopted into practice because I, I really think our churches will be revolutionized. I think our homes will be revolutionized when women really take their flaws as an opportunity to draw into God, to be covered by him too. And really to, to be graced enough to do more and be more because without him, our flaws are just flaws, but with him, they become just areas of transformation. 
Exactly. Exactly. You know, as the scripture says, talks about the transforming and the renewing of our mind. And this takes place on a daily basis. It never ends. This is until we leave here. Until we make heaven our, until heaven becomes our home. This, that's the goal. That's our end goal for heaven to be our home. So this is the process for us to get there. Um, um, and to just rely on God and his grace and to, to love each other so that we can do this. Because I think that what you're saying about the, the relationships, that's what it is. Our relationships with each other. Um, with the father, they will just be enriched and they will strengthen the church um, when we come together like that, especially as women, because women, we can tend to just be uh, some, sometimes catty, <laughs> catty mm-hmm. and petty over things that really are nonsensical, if you will. They really make no sense if we really start to evaluate them. And um, and we can um, really prevent a lot of that from happening if we just take a look at ourselves first and do that self-evaluation and say, you know what, I need to do some self-evaluation, some self-checkups for myself to get me right. Because we're so busy always maybe looking at other people to see what they need to improve versus looking at ourselves, seeing what we need to improve. Absolutely. That is a major key right there. (laughs) You have to look within and (laughs) self-assess. Absolutely. Self-assess. There you go. Um, Okay, so my next question is, how has grace influenced your role as a woman overall or the roles that you have as a wife, mother or minister's wife? And you can pick one or, or all if you'd like. Wow. The role of grace. It's just mm, mm. grace in terms of being a wife and a mother, you know, uh, being a wife and, um, and having a husband who was a minister in the different things that he's called to do, um, and, and the assignment that God has on his life, um, the grace that he has shown, uh, to me in regards to just being, uh, loving and understanding of, of the, the work that it, that he is under, the pressure sometimes that he is under, um, and understanding the importance of the role that he is in, because it's, it's a role that he has, that God has him in, um, to preach to his, um, his people. And, um, so when God provides our family with the grace and mercy, um, when we're going through something, um, in the home that I may need his attention for, but his attention is needed elsewhere. But God has never left us where we are wanting for anything because he's always provided every step of the way. So always understanding that sometimes it seems like, you know, wow, um, we're, so much has to be sacrificed. But, it, you know, sacrifice is important to God and our obedience is, is important to God. So he provides us once again with the grace and the mercy that we need in order to be able to go through these transitions in life. May it be um, 
being a wife, being a mother, your children growing up and leaving home and being an empty nester and all of the different things that happen in your life that um, cause for you to have some grace. The um, missing your children when they're away from you. Um, you know, for me, my daughters are in California now. So um, the grace that God provides for me, knowing that they are covered and they're protected, even though they're not here with me at this time. Um, you know, just gives me such a sense of peace. And um, I, I can't tell you, Erica, the peace that surpasses all understanding, because many people say, well, how can you all function with your daughters being in California and the fires and all of these going on, all these things going on? Um, the reason why is because I know that I trust God and that God has them and he's, he has them covered. And I know that he has them under his protection and I know that his grace and his mercy is going to make sure that they're going to be OK. So um, that's what gives me peace. That's the thing that drives me and continues to help me to understand that this is the way God has it and this is the way that it's supposed to be. That is so profound because it's really anchoring grace and trust. And it's interesting because I, I don't think I've ever thought about it that way. But listening to you, it's very apparent that when our trust is rooted and grounded in who God is and who he says that he is, it's easier to accept the grace because we know it's coming from a place of truth. Yes. I, and I think that there's, you know, just some anxiety, particularly around kids. Obviously, I don't have any, but being a child of someone, I know that it's not yeah. easy to let your kids just kind of go out into no. this huge world. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, it's more than a notion for them to get on the plane and fly off and leave you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and so, and that's when, you know, your relationship with God, those are the times and those transitions where when God says faith, faith to faith, am I trusting you, Lord? Do I trust you? And, um, and so it caused into, it caused your faith into question about how am I trusting God? And, 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 and am I really, um, just turning myself over to him and turning my feelings and my thoughts and my emotions over to him. Um, you know, knowing that he is in full control of the situation and not me, uh, because it's easy for a parent. It's easy for a wife, mother, um, to, to want to jump in and take control. You know, I got this instead of saying, God, I know you got this because that's the way our society is set up. Our society is for us, is, is, is meant for us to be um, th that person that jumps up and says, I have this. I got this. And God saying, no, 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 no. I got this. And this is what we have to understand that God has this and trust him in the having of it and controlling it. I think we're going to have to do a whole other podcast on that because <laughs> that is, and you know, our failure to trust God, I think is one of the reasons why we need the grace upon grace because yeah. we won't always get it right, but it is important to, to strive for it and to really live a life that's curated by the trust 
and the examples of trust that God has given us personally. And as I journey now as a woman, I have enough space between like my current age and my childhood to look back and see all the times that God was faithful. And Mm. it's been interesting, you know, because you're no longer looking at other people's points of faith. You can say to yourself, wow, I remember when I was in college and God, I remember when I didn't know how I would find a career path that would allow me to use my gifts and my talents, but God. And being able to do that has been so helpful to me developing a deeper trust in God for the future, for the unknown, for the things that I can't plan to a T, you know, and knowing that he's going to grace me abundantly while I may make mistakes getting to wherever it is that he has me, but I know I can trust him. And, and I think that I make a lot less mistakes now because I've learned to trust him above all things. And it's, it's like a roller coaster. It's a really incredible journey, I think at this point. And I know it'll be so much more in the future. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Because that that thing right there, how we see God show up in our lives with grace. And, you know, I'm often saying, Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. I thank you for deliverance. Um, mm. Because think about what the old woman would do, the old Riberia would do versus the new Riberia. The, you know, and, and she's she's constantly transforming daily to become who who I am. And so when I think back to where I've been and where I've come from, I thank God and say, you know, because if if it, if it had not been for him, I would not be here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, so, and I think that we sometimes forget that because you make it through a situation or, you know, a circumstance. And it's just like, you know, well, thank you, Jesus. And you keep it moving. But no, 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 no. We have to really stop and sit with that thing for a minute and say, you know what, Lord, thank you so much for delivering me from that mindset that I used to have, because that mindset was not helpful. It wasn't beneficial to me and it wasn't beneficial to anybody else. That type of attitude or reaction wasn't a good reaction. It wasn't beneficial. But Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. I thank you for still seeing something good in me even though at that time I might not have seen something good in myself, but you saw and you kept me moving forward. And so when we continue to do the reflection again, because that self-assessment is so important and journaling and that kind of a thing and, and putting it into writing so that we can reflect and look back on how God has brought us through. May it be a journal, a prayer journal or whatever that is for you, um, a tool that you want to use. But to record that information and to be able to reflect back on the journey, it's a powerful thing. Uh, years ago, I can remember a, a sister in Christ had came over to our house and we were sitting down talking. And I was a new Christian at the time. I had just gotten baptized maybe a couple of years. And so she asked me a question. She said, well, how was your journey going? And I said, wow, what a question. And it gave me pause and it made me think about my journey. And um, and so now I reflect on the journey, um, you know, uh, 
last year? How was it in the year before? And how is it now? And, and what is my temperament? And what is my mindset? And thanking God once again for his grace and mercy, because I might not have had the right temperament uh, five years ago, but my temperament today is so much better than it was then. And I thank you for it, Jesus. You know, so when we do those kinds of things, those are the hallelujah moments that we should get in our lives. And we say, Lord, I see you. I see the handwriting of your uh, in my life. I see your handwriting. I see it there on the wall and how you're guiding and you're directing my steps. I love that. Now I reflect on the journey. That's it right there. <laughs> That's so good. Um, so I, we touched on my other questions. So this is going to be my last question, which is perfect for our time. Um, what advice do you have for younger women in the faith when it comes mm. to the idea of grace and the role that it plays in our spiritual lives? Wow. For younger women, I say, um, love yourself, love yourself as Christ loved the church because it starts, it starts from within. If we can love ourselves, then we can extend out and love everybody else. Um, and, and how the love that we have from the Father and the grace and the mercy that He has provided for us. Oh my, you know, it's just, it's th- that blessing that He gives to us. And then when we can take it and turn it around and then bless somebody else. So I said, you know, love yourself, take care of yourself, be gentle with yourself, because so often we are so harsh with ourselves. And so, you know, um, I, I, we, we have a society, as my husband likes to say, a microwave society. Everything has to be like this. And, you know, every, you know, you got the, um, the house, the car, the, you know, the job and all of these other kinds of things that society says that we should have. But those aren't the things that, you know, God is looking for us to have. He's looking for us to be able to love each other, to love ourselves so that we can, you know, have our faith and our faith can grow from faith to faith. So I say, love yourself, be gentle with ourselves, um, be obedient, have a strong prayer life have a prayer life because I can't say enough about talking to God and developing that relationship with him because God wants us to be in relationship with him. And uh, the closer that we are to him and the more time that we spend talking to him, the better off we are. So have a strong communication with the Lord and, um, and that right there will just take you to a place of peace a place when, you know, because I think a lot of times things are just we can complicate stuff and it's just really simple. It's more simple than we tend to make it. Um, and just spending time, spending our time with God in prayer, in meditation, um, in uh, journaling, writing things down and reflecting on those things. Those are all great tools to utilize within our spiritual journey. They help to keep us um, grounded, if you will, in the word and, and grounded in the father. Um, so I tell, I, you know, young women, take time to spend with your father in heaven all the time and pray without ceasing and love yourself and be gentle with yourself because God wants you to be gentle with his child. Mm, Yes. Thank you so much for always being 
a well of wisdom and just a true example of what it means to be a woman of God. I'm so thankful to know you. Oh, thank you, Erica. I am thankful to know you. I am you in your podcast and all the things that you're doing with the To Be Praise Ministry and your five year anniversary. This is such a monumental thing. And as I told you five years ago when you were getting started, that you know I was excited for you then, as I am excited for you now, and all of the wonderful things that you've done in the lives that you're touching, Erica. That's what's more important than anything. The lives that you're touching and the women whose lives are being changed because of your podcast and, the, and, and your ministry to be praised. Um, I'm thankful for you, my sister, and, um, and I'm in your corner 100% always. Thank you so much. And I hope all of you as listeners are as inspired and re- just rejuvenated as I am right now. This has been a wonderful conversation. So thank you so much. And um, I'm very excited for episode two. But of course, I'm not going to tell you who that guest is. You'll have to wait. Excited 